right, all right. You may be seated. Uh, while I had a, a nice sojourn, if you will, in the waiting room at uh, Ruby, one of the, these things kind of uh, dawned on me, and, and it was celebrated this morning by one of our friends here, that, that the Foundry is a teaching church. What does that mean? Ruby, WVU is a teaching hospital, right? Yeah, some of you are receiving that education now, correct? Or have received that education and have even graduated from that teaching university. The Foundry is a place where you can be raised up, developed, and sent out to do ministry. Internally, hopefully, is our goal. But we don't hold anybody tightly because we don't want to choke anybody out. We will allow you to go and be your best you wherever God leads you. What's really exciting, though, is to see when opportunities arise within that we can help to develop folks to do many different things at the Foundry, okay? And you've probably maybe seen that even in your own life. And one of the things we get to celebrate today is my boy Matt McSqueeze and McNeezy, not just worship pastor, not just worship leader, not, not just the guy that leads you, you may say, in songs on Sunday, but also is a, a phenomenal communicator. And you may have been here uh, a couple years back when we did our road trip series, and you heard his road trip story. And we're excited today to hear his side when he thinks about the good, the bad, and the ugly, what God can do in the midst of times like that. And I'm sure, and I know you'll be challenged, and you're going to have some fun today. So what I want you to do is just reach, reach a hand forward real quick, okay? This is fun to do. And just pray some peace over this guy because he's got a good word to share. All right, you ready? And done. All right, we're good. And we're excited. Are you ready to receive something good today? I am. I am so stinking pumped. I'm excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. So look, let me get you to get your good listening ears on. Not, you know, remember that when you were a kid, when you do all this stuff? And then open your heart wide open because you're going to hear some good things today. All right, you guys ready? Are you ready? Yep. You're like, no, I got to go. All right. All right. Let's give it up for Matt. Give him some love. Good morning. How's it going? How's it going? How's it going? Good, good. It's good to see WU students back. Raise it in the house with WU real quick. Awesome. Cool. Hope you guys had a great summer. It's really hard to believe that another summer is almost in the books. Crazy. I like I thought it was May about last week, so that's pretty crazy to think. So before I start getting into the Word and into what God has laid on my heart for us this morning, I just want to kind of go over some house rules. Um, so the first one, have anyone heard of the five love languages? Yeah? Okay, so words of affirmation, gifts, giving, physical touch, uh, quality time, right? So my love language is words of affirmation. That's how I give my love, and that's how I receive my love best. And so with that said, when we're here all together, if you feel that something is good on your heart, feel free to say it. <laughs> like, hey, that's good. Yeah, that's awesome. Because it's not, it's not just for me. It's also to affirm yourself and what God is telling you this morning, okay? Um, we're technically an AG church, so it's okay to talk, okay? <laughs> you can be a little bit more interactive. It's okay. We'll have some fun with that. Um, yeah, my pastor back home, whenever he hit his like, main point, he'd get his happy feet on. So I don't know. Maybe that might come. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Uh, but the last thing I want to go over is something that my home church does. Um, we're going to stand for the reading of the word, if that's okay. Um, and then at the end, I'll just say, this is the word of the Lord, and you'll just say, thanks be to God. Sound good? Cool. All right. So Daniel 3, if you have your Bibles, you can turn to Daniel 3, if not conveniently on our TV screens. King Nebuchadnezzar 
made an image of gold, 60 cubits high and 6 cubits wide, and set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Then he summoned the satraps, prefects, governors, adversaries, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all other provisional officials to come to the dedication of the image he had set up. So the satraps, prefects, governors, adversaries, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all other provisional officials assembled for the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up, and they stood before it. Then the herald loudly proclaimed, Nations and people of every language, this is what you are commanded to do. As soon as you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lie, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, you must fall down and worship the image of the gold that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Whoever does not fall down and worship will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. Therefore, as soon as they heard the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lie, harp, and all kinds of music, all nations and peoples of every language fell down and worshipped the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. At this time, some astrologers came forward and denounced the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, May the king live forever. Your majesty has issued a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music must fall down and worship the image of gold. And that whoever does not fall down and worship will be thrown into a blazing furnace. But there are some Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who pay no attention to you, your majesty. They neither serve your gods nor worship the image of gold you have set up. Furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were brought before the king. And Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? I'm really glad my parents just named me Matt after saying that a ton of times. That you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold I have set up. Now when you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, and pipe, and all kinds of music, if you are ready to fall down and worship the image I made, very good. But if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. Then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? Hmm. Okay. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and his attitude toward them changed. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual and commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So these men, wearing their robes, trousers, turbans, and other clothes, were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. The king's command was so urgent and the furnace so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped into his feet in amazement 
and asked his advisors, weren't these three men that we tied up and threw into the fire? They replied, certainly, your majesty. He said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire, and the satraps, prefects, governors, and royal advisors crowded around them. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was the hair on their head singed. Their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. Mm -hmm. Then Shadrach, nope, not there yet. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I decree that the people of any nation or language who say anything against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be cut into pieces and their houses be turned into piles of rubber, rubble. For no God, listen, there's a lot of words. For no God can save in this way. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. This is the word of the Lord. Awesome, cool. You guys can sit down. I know that's a lot going on. But I think it's really important to get a full context of a story, to fully understand it. Because there's a lot of things when I was reading through that whole thing that I didn't even realize the first time. And I know that this is a very common story. I think the last time I've heard this story was on, when I was in like, I don't know, first grade, second grade. Like this is a very, I think this is a very, I don't want to say like easy passage to use, but it is somewhat to illustrate God's goodness. But there's a lot of things going on in here that we need to unpack together, and I think, um, you know, God wants me to say this, and I'm just going to go for it, and we'll have some fun together, right? So I'm following in Derek's footsteps. He's up there. Last week, his title, um, application, not just for jobs or sunscreen, I remember. Follow his ways. You will prolong your days. I remember. I got you. Don't worry. So I'm following in those footsteps, and my title for this is, When the Pressure is On, His Presence is In. They were thrown into a fiery furnace, seven times hotter than it normally was. Nebuchadnezzar turned up the pressure in that furnace because he was so angry that they wouldn't worship his image that someone would be bold enough to worship God and himself. But what we need to understand is when the pressure is on in your life, whether it's in your job, whether it's in your families, school starting up, whenever it's in your classes, when that pressure is on, his presence is with you. His presence is in your life. And that leads us to the first point here, that when the pressure is on, His presence is in your furnace. 
We will be cast into furnaces in this life that we have no control over. Whether we want to go, whether we don't want to go, whatever happens, we will be thrown into situations that we can't control. We will be in situations where the pressure is on. We will be in situations where sometimes we don't even know what to do. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego knew what to do before, during, and after, and that was to worship God. And all, all y'all thought you couldn't preach a worship outside of Psalms. What you worship is what consumes you. What you worship is what consumes you. If you're worshiping the world, you're going to get consumed by it. And I know that's the same thing for me. I worship social media a little bit too much sometimes. Where I read way too much into it. Way too much into it. Why did this like happen here and not with me? And I get consumed by it. And through that consumption, I identify myself by it. So here's my question for you today is what are you worshiping? What's consuming you? And what are you being identified by? Because Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were worshiping God. They were consumed by God. So much so, they identified with God. God identified with them. There was a fourth person in the furnace. So what are you worshiping? What needs to change in your life? Because I promise, if you worship God, he will deliver you. That's what he did to them. Because they worshiped him. Because they believed in him. Even so, they believed in him. And even more so, and I love Defender, that song, is God defends those who worship him. Because here's the thing, here's the reality of it. They were thrown into the furnace because they were worshiping God. Right? So we're going to be in situations where we're going to be following Jesus and the call he has in our life, and people are going to throw us in a furnace. That's the reality of it. I'm sorry. Our worship will get us into furnaces. But we can worship a God who will not only take us through the furnace, but promote us out of the furnace. When they got out of the furnace, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego got promoted. God used them. Is God using you in your furnace? Is he using you once you get out of your furnace? What's your furnace? What are you worshiping? What's consuming you? What is your identity? What is that being claimed by? What's a false lie you've believed to the point where you've identified with that? This is a really silly story, <laughs> but my parents were here for graduation. When I graduated with my MBA in May, um, we were having lunch with my parents, my girlfriend Chelsea, and I left the table, which is a really bad idea. Don't leave your girlfriend with your parents when you leave the table. It's a bad idea. So I went to the bathroom, and I come back, and everyone's laughing. And I was just like, oh, no, Mom. What picture? What story? So she, I guess she asked Chelsea, she said, does Matthew still think he's allergic to seafood? Because here's the thing. I thought for my entire life, my 27 years on this earth, that I was allergic to seafood. But I guess what happened, and I guess I was too young to remember this, is I'm from Southern California. Um, 
we went to an Asian supermarket. My mom's Asian. Okay. Um, <laughs> it is what it is. We went to an Asian supermarket, and there's tanks of fish. There's tanks of fish, tanks of crab. If you went to a Fujiyama restaurant, Fusion, whichever one is around here, you see those tanks of fish. That's literally what it looks like in the supermarket. I guess, I was a little kid, sitting in that cart thing, my mom puts a bag of 10 crabs and puts it literally right next to me. These things are alive. They're like, <laughs> all right, and they're like snapping out of the bag. Maybe one got me, I don't know. But she's like, oh, oh, and I need some milk, and I need some bread. Like, she was not rushing this, right? We go back to the house. She throws it in the pot. The crabs get out of the pot onto our floor, start running towards me. I was scared. And I self-proclaimed myself allergic to seafood because of that traumatic experience. I kid you not. My mother... Let me believe for 27 years that I was allergic to selfish. So it's okay. I've been eating shrimp nonstop the past couple weeks. It's been great. It's been awesome. It's great. But that's, even though that's a little silly, that's what can happen if you get consumed by the wrong idea. If you stand on what you think is truth when it's not truth, You'll be consumed by that, and you'll identify by that. All right? So then what happens when we get out of the furnace, right? The second area is your family. And I did this intentionally. I was thinking about relationships, friendships, but I think family is appropriate. When we look at Daniel 3.26... Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace. And then he shouted at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But when I read that, I could not understand. How did Nebuchadnezzar walk up to the fiery furnace and not die like his soldiers did? His strongest soldiers. It doesn't even say the guys who just joined the army one week ago. The strongest soldiers were sent up to the furnace and died. They didn't enter in. But there goes Nebuchadnezzar up to the fiery furnace. Not a cool down furnace. Not like SpongeBob, like 10 years later furnace. No. <laughs> fiery furnace. And he did not die. Which leads me to believe that who put you in your furnace will still be there tomorrow. Your boss will still be your boss tomorrow. Your roommate will still be your roommate tomorrow. Oh, I'm, I, I'm going for it. Your, your family member will still be in your house tonight. So who put you in your furnace? Because they'll still be there when you get out of it. Nebuchadnezzar was there when they got out of it. He didn't die. So how are you going to react when you get out of that furnace? Because that person that puts you there will still be there. And it leads me to believe that Nebuchadnezzar received grace in that moment to give grace back. Because sometimes, and I've been this too, I'm Nebuchadnezzar. I'm the one who put someone in a furnace by the words that I've said, the actions that I've done, the results of what my life looks like, I've put people in furnaces. 
And by the grace of God, he's given me grace so I can extend it back. So you guys need to be doing that too. I use family intentionally because if they're not blood relatives, we're all brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. So we're all family. Are you extending grace towards others just as Nebuchadnezzar received it and give it back to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Romans 12, 9 through 21. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who are proud. Be willing to associate with people. Nope. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, he will heap burning coals on his head. Do not overcome do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Because Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego overcame evil with good. And Nebuchadnezzar. When you're out of your furnace, are you living in harmony with one another? Are you living in harmony with the people who might have put you in your furnace? I say family because that's personally... I was put in a lot of furnaces by my family. You think a Southern Californian chose to go to Waynesburg, Pennsylvania for college because he wanted to see snow? <laughs> That's a front I put up. We all have our fronts. But here's the reality of it. I've been Nebuchadnezzar to them. I've put them in their furnaces. And there has been a lot of fracture that has happened because of it. But you know what? When we forgive, like I forgave my family, like they forgave me, there's restoration. And that's absolutely possible within your family, whatever that looks like for you. Whoever puts you in your furnace, whatever you get out of, he will bring restoration to you. You got to believe it. You got to believe it because the last thing he's in, and this is our call as Christians, is our faith. And Nebuchadnezzar said, this is Daniel 3, 28 through 30, Praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angels and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own. Therefore I decree that the people of any nation or language who say anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be cut into pieces, then their houses be turned into piles of rubble, for no other God can save in this way than they were promoted. What are you doing for the kingdom of God? 
Because Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego worshipped God, identified with God, was consumed by God, so much so that Nebuchadnezzar changed a law because of them. He changed a law so that everyone would worship the one true God that Nebuchadnezzar saw. What are you doing for the kingdom of God? And I know that's hard. I was asking myself that too because I failed in a lot of those ways. But we can trust that no matter where we go, no matter where we're walking, that we can have faith in him just as much as he has faith in us to complete his mission. That he will carry us through. That he will bring us through any furnace and live as an example. Right? When Nebuchadnezzar looked into the furnace, he saw a fourth man. When you're living your life, do people see Christ in you? When they look in your furnace, do they see Christ? Because Nebuchadnezzar saw Christ when he looked into Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's furnace. Now, I know for me that's not the case all the time because I'm human, and I'm sinful, and I fail in a lot of those ways. And I have to pose that question, all of these questions, really to myself, is what am I doing for the kingdom of God? And when the pressure is on in my life, do people see his presence in me? I don't know if I can answer that truthfully all the time. And that's where I fail. And that's where I need grace and his unfailing love to carry me through. Romans 12, 3 through 8. For the, by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your grift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. It is to encourage then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, then do it cheerfully. Worship team, you can come up. Well, it feels good saying that on this end. <laughs> but we can have faith that God will bring us through. And when it comes to what are you doing for the kingdom of God, guys, you don't have to be a missionary to be missional. You don't, have, you don't have to really be an active full-time minister to do ministry. What has God called you to? What has he equipped you to do? And how could you use that for his glory? Because that is the true act of worship. What are you doing for his kingdom? Ryan Mink, accountant, runs a connect group. Is he using his gifts? Absolutely. But he's still doing ministry. He's still encouraging one another. Great example of faith. Frankie Fabian drives buses for WU Ruby Memorial Hospital. Leads a connect group. His job is driving buses, but I, I can tell you he definitely serves the Lord. And he shares his faith with them. Jill. I won't say your last name because I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> Jill is a teacher 
but still helps run Kim's ministry. It doesn't matter what you're doing if you live an example through what you're doing. Because people will be looking at you. They will be looking into your furnace. And will they be seeing Christ or just yourself? You want to know how I got to that title, When the Pressure is On, His Presence is In? Thanks, Charles. (laughs) Daniel 3.19. The Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and his attitude towards them changed. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual. How many times did Nebuchadnezzar heat that furnace? Okay. What, what number is commonly known as God's number? Hmm. Okay, here we go. <laughs> what the Lord, the Lord will deliver you with what the enemy comes to destroy you. Nebuchadnezzar thought, hey, I'm going to turn up the pressure. They'll die quicker. Little did he know, he invited the spirit of God into their furnace with them to deliver them, to protect them. So when we go on into this life, when we go on into our workplace, when we go on into WU, when we go on into Waynesburg, whatever your furnace looks like, know that the God of who created you will deliver you, period. And you can have faith in that. You can have security in that, and you can worship that. We are pressed but not crushed, persecuted, not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed. Do you believe that this morning? That, that's a response. Do you believe that this morning? Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to worship a little bit more. We're going to re-identify with Jesus. We're going to worship what he's done in our lives, what he's doing in our lives, and what he will do in our lives. Let's be consumed by him this morning. And let everything that's holding you back, the chains of your life, the strings of your life that's keeping you bound to things that you're not, you're not there to carry, it's not yours to carry, let his fire burn that off so that you can come out of the furnace unsinged, not smelling of smoke, completely blameless in his sight because God is good and he will deliver you with what the enemy came to destroy you with. All right.